The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. So today, um, the word of God to us today is, how do I trust God to meet my needs? How do I trust Jesus to meet my needs? I want you to open your heart as you release your faith and the trust that God will give you understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. How do I trust God to meet my needs? Let us pray. Father, we honor you today. We, we ask in the name of Jesus that you breathe upon us, Lord. Change our lives totally. Let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. How do I trust God to meet my needs? I mean, this is a legitimate question, particularly at this time where the world is going through a huge challenge. And after this whole pandemic, is going to be the beginning of the economic challenge and trying to rebuild, try to recover from, from, from the, the losses and all the impact. And as, as believers, the fundamental of, of trusting God can be and is actually being put to test in such a way that people are asking, Pastor, how do I trust God to meet my needs? Even at this time, and beyond this time, how do I trust God to meet my needs? Yes, we are going to have um, a series on, on how to prepare financially for what is coming. I mean, we're, we're, going, to, we're going to talk about that. Um, however, as, as like a foundation of all that is the ability to trust God to meet your needs. Now, you need to build your life on this fundamental. And what is the fundamental? The fundamental is this. You need to build your life on the fundamental that God is my source. Everybody say, God is my source. God is my source. You need to build your life on that fundamental. That God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, is your source not the government not the economy not your job not your business or businesses not your spouse not your children not your cousin not your uncle not that wealthy auntie but God who is your source Say it again. Who is your source? I can't hear you. Who is your source? God is my source. That's the fundamental on which you, you have to build your life on. That's the fundamental on which we need to build our lives on. The famous psalm in the Bible, the famous chapter of the Bible actually, is, is Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Verse 1 says that the Lord is my shepherd. 
I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord, who is your shepherd? The Lord, who is your source? The Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I have all that I need. It didn't say the Lord is my shepherd. I have a few things that I need. It didn't say the Lord is my shepherd. I have just enough to get by. No, 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 no. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. You see, anyone that has a problem with that, people have problems with Christians believing God for their supply. You see, the truth is this. If you are going to put your security in something at all, you need to put it in something that can never be taken from you. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. So if you're going to put your security in anything, Put it in someone that is so secure that it can't be taken away from you. And that is God. And the only thing that cannot be taken away from you is your relationship with Jesus. The only thing that cannot be taken away from you is your relationship with God. So, so you, you, you need to realize that God is the most secure place you can be and have even at this time. So, if you're going to put your security in anything at all, you should put it not only in something that cannot be taken away from you, you should put it in something that is limitless. God is limitless. It's limitless. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Philippians 4, 19 says, God will supply all you'll ever need from His glorious resources is limitless resources in christ jesus so the simple fact and the simple truth is this there is nothing i need that god cannot supply there is nothing you need my brother that god cannot supply there's nothing you need my sister that god cannot supply there's nothing absolutely nothing that we need that god cannot supply okay so pastor yeah, I, I, I believe that, you know, God can supply everything I need. Now, you, now I have accepted that fact. But how do I let him meet my needs? And that is big. How do I allow, how do I let God meet my needs? Four things. Four things. Number one, I need to ask him to be my shepherd hmm. the lord is my shepherd is not automatic i need to ask god to be my shepherd in other words i am submitting to be his sheep i am saying to the lord i am your sheep you see the truth about sheep is that sheep is incredibly defenseless a sheep is a totally defenseless animal an incredibly different. The, the ship is slow, not fast. It just be going like this. <laughs> the, 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 the ship is clawless, no claws, fangless. The teeth are not like incisors that are that are sharp. They are blunt. The ship is not very smart. The truth is that no matter how smart you think you are, you are not very smart. In fact, what 
this pandemic has shown us as human beings is that we are not very smart. Is that we are not very smart. Oh yes, even the scientists, they are going to be honest. They are trusting for a breakthrough. We are not very smart. But God will guide us. Say amen. Come on, say amen. God will lead us like sheep. God will protect us like sheep. Left on its own. A sheep will probably be eating for lunch by other animals. <laughs> Without a shepherd, a sheep will become the snack of, of and the hyenas, of the wolves. So the sheep needs a shepherd. The first thing is, I need to ask him to be my shepherd every day. Every day. Not just one day in a week or one day in a month. Every single day. So the sheep needs a shepherd. So what does the shepherd do? The shepherd protects and provides. The shepherd protects the sheep and provides for the sheep. The shepherd protects the sheep from destruction, from calamities. The, the, the shepherd provides for the sheep. He provides food. He provides water. He leads the sheep and he leads and, and, and provides direction. He provides leadership. He leads towards green pastures. So we need our shepherd and God is our shepherd. Jesus is our shepherd. How do I know? John 10, John chapter 10 from verse 14 to 15 says, this is Jesus speaking himself. He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Do you know him? If you don't today, today, you will know him. I know my sheep and they know me. And I lay down my life for my sheep. I am a shepherd that cares for my sheep in such a way that I lay my life down. So every time I wake up, I hit the floor and, and, and I say a few things to the Lord. And, and even at this time, if you do that or if you pray in the morning, you need to add this to it, to whatever you pray. And say when you wake up, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Hey, every single time, every single time you wake up, the Lord is my shepherd. Ah, I shall not want. Every time you enter into a meeting, the Lord is my shepherd. It provides direction, guidance for me. I shall not want. Every time you are faced with a tough situation, the Lord is my shepherd. Every time you, you feel pressed and pressured, the Lord is is my shepherd. Every time you feel confused and bewildered, the Lord is my shepherd. But you need to ask him because the Lord is my shepherd is not automatic. It isn't. It isn't. If you look at Psalm 28 verse 9, Psalm 28 verse 9, the word of God says, come save us. This is an invitation for the shepherd. Come save us and bless us, Lord. Be our shepherd. And always carry us in your arms. So you, we need to say to the Lord, come bless us and be our shepherd. So the first thing I need to do to let Jesus meet my needs is I need to ask him to be my shepherd every day. The second thing I need to do to let and make Jesus meet my need 
is to give him first place in every area of my life. So I do not only ask him to be my shepherd, I give him first place in every area of my life. Pastor, is it automatic if I ask him to be my shepherd that he is first place in every area of my life? Nope. Sometimes people have asked God or we have asked God to be our shepherds and certain areas of our lives, we don't make God priority. We don't make God priority. And every time you worry, this is a, this is a key for you, every time you worry, it's an indication that in that area, you have not made God priority. God has not taken first place in that area. It could be in your finances. Every time you worry about your finances, check. You have not made God priority. Every area that you have anxiety, that you are anxious, if you check, if you are honest, you have not made God priority. Could it be with your children? You have not made God priority if you are anxious. Any area in your home, in your marriage, any area that you are anxious about, it's an indication that you haven't made God priority. In Matthew chapter 6, Matthew 6, from verse 32 to 33, Matthew 6, 32 to 33, and this is so beautiful, it's the word of God. It says, your heavenly father already knows perfectly well what you need. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. My shepherd already knows perfectly well what I need. Perfectly well. My, my, he knows my physical needs. He knows my emotional needs. He knows my sexual needs. Oh, yes, he does. Mm, that one. He knows my financial need, needs. He knows my relational needs. He knows all that I need. Ah, it's beautiful. It's totally, totally beautiful. But let's go on. He knows it perfectly well. And he'll give you what you need. He doesn't only know it. He will give you. No matter what the need is, he doesn't just know it. He will fulfill it. He will give you if you give him first place in your life. How do I let Jesus meet my needs? Number two, I give him first place. In every area of my life and I live as he wants me to I give him first place in every area of my life how do I let Jesus meet my needs number one I ask him to be my shepherd every day number two I make him priority give him first place in every area of my life number three i relax and give him my worries so if it's first place you can as well have my worries you know many times we have a prayer list and, and it's good to have a prayer list too we have a prayer list this and, and I'm, I'm trusting god for this i trust for god so we, we, we build an altar before god and we put our prayer list and we are praying and we are brooding over it and we are praying and we are brooding and Boom! Things happen to the glory of God. But guess what today? I want you to have a worry list. Yeah, you heard me right. Worry list. Worry list. So you are going to say, what are the things that 
make me anxious? What am I anxious about? What am I worried about? Am I worried that I will be looked down upon? Write it down. Lord, just write, I'm worried that I will be looked down upon. Am I worried of, of people's disapproval of me? Write it down. Am I worried that I'm going to be lonely for the rest of my life? Oh, is this how I'm going to be just lonely for the rest of my life? I'm worried. Write it down. Am I worried that I'll be able to pay my children's school fees? Maybe, you know, you're like, you have 12 children. And you're like, oh, how do I pay their college tuition or their school fees? You know, write it down. Write it down. When you finished your worry list, do something with it. Take it to God and give it to Him. Take your worry list and give it to God. Say, Baba, this is my worry list. Pastor, is that even in the Bible? Of course it's in the Bible. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. First Peter 5, 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God. How many of them? All to God. That's beautiful. Just say, God, this is my worry. Write everything down. Offload everything in the paper and come before God and put it down. You know, if, if you if you listen to the teaching on altars, in fact, we're going to um, have a GFH Academy on how to build altars. Building altars. Make sure you sign up for it. You know, and it's going to be free, obviously. So, um, building altars. So, we Put it in that place. We build an altar on it. This is my worry list. And because it's on the altar, it is on the altar. We take it off our heart and we put it on the altar. So you are you are praying, or you are um so many times when you are praying, worry wants to come up. You are saying, mm -mm, it's on the altar. You are walking or you are reading, and worry wants to come up. You are saying it's just that. if it's a fresh one that is not on that list, you just say, wait a minute. And add it to the list. Take your worry list to God. The word of God says, give all and give it to God. Give all your worries to God. So when you are worried, don't repress it. Don't suppress it. Just express it to God. Express it to God. Philippians 4, 67. Philippians chapter 4, verses 67 says to us, don't worry. By the way, at Tribe, this Wednesday, um, 6.30 p.m., we have um, a midweek Bible study. We are going to be looking at part nine of fight. And, and uh, what we're going to be focused on is defeating worry. We're going to shoot it down. Defeating worry. Defeating worry this Wednesday. Okay? Don't miss it. Philippians chapter 4, 67. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Hmm. What is the prayer? You have your worry list. You take it to God. Boom. Leave it there. Tell God about all your needs and thank Him for all He's done for you. If you do these things, you will experience God's peace. Beautiful. Which is Far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. Anastasia says that that peace that surpasses human understanding, it is not logical. There's no rational 
thinking that 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 can explain it. So you get to the office, they say they're going to fire you. And your colleagues are coming to say sorry, and they look at you and they say, You're not even worried, you're at peace. This doesn't make sense. That's what I'm talking about. You you, you have pressure in any area of your life, and you are at peace. The peace of God that defeats all human understanding guards your heart, garrisons your heart. That is what we're talking about. In fact, that is a huge weakness to the world. When the world looks at us, when everybody is supposed to be confused, and the peace of God is surrounding your life, your family, your children, your heart, the world is like, what's going on here? Who are these people? We want to know your God. So we see that the peace, which is far more wonderful than human understanding, we guard your heart. Do you know one thing about worry? Worry is a learned skill. Yeah, I know a lot of us, we are very good at it. We've practiced it so much. We are experts at worrying. We are worry experts. But guess what? Worry is a learned skill. And everything, everything you learn, you cannot learn. Yeah, everything you learn, you cannot learn. So since you learned how to worry, check a baby. Have you ever seen a baby worry? I lie. Babies don't worry. Have you ever seen a baby in the crib? He says, does it like this? Ah, go better. Go better. <laughs> Babies don't worry. We learned how to worry. In fact, some people, they train their children how to worry. They say that, are you not worried? You are not worried. Your daddy has not paid your school fees. You are not worried. The child is like, what, what does that mean? What does worry mean? They don't worry my children. Their parents, with, mothers will teach their children how to worry. Aunties will teach the younger ones how to worry. You should be worried. You have the exam. Ah, you have jam. You should be worried. And you're like, why should I be worried? I'm prepared. They say, no, you should be worried. They say, no, 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 I'm prepared. We learned how to worry. We can unlearn it. We can unlearn it. We can unlearn it. So the top thing is to relax and give God my worry. Many of you need to relax, you just need to chill. Just chill, God is in control. Relax and give God your worries. Number one, ask him to be my shepherd every day, every single day. Number two, give him first place in every area of my life. Number three, relax and give him my worries. And now number four, trust him for one day at a time. Trust him for one day at a time. Remember when Jesus taught us how to pray the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, pray this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus did not say, give us this day our weekly bread. It's daily bread, not weekly bread. He didn't say, give us this day our monthly bread. Many times, we want God to give us our weekly bread. We want him to give us our monthly bread. So that when we have received our monthly allowance from God, we can forget about heaven and just do our life. God says, no, you come every day for your daily sustenance. That way, you are dependent on me and I become your shepherd and you become my sheep. Hallelujah. 
Beautiful, 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 beautiful. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, the word of God says, Don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will have its own worries. Each day, there was an each day, each day has enough trouble of his own. Each day has enough trouble. So God is saying, don't borrow trouble for tomorrow, and don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. Each day. Don't borrow trouble for tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own. And don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. It's okay. Today has its own. Each day has its own trouble. So you, you and, and the way God is designed things is that God will give you today your daily bread. The sustenance for today, the strength for today, the power for today, the energy for today, the anointing for today. Tomorrow you need to go and get a fresh anointing. You need to go and get a fresh enablement. You need to go and get a fresh bread and insight. Each day. Why? Why? Because you can't solve tomorrow's problem with today's power. You cannot solve tomorrow's problem with today's anointing. You can't solve tomorrow's problem with today's power. So God says, don't worry about tomorrow. It's okay to plan for tomorrow. Obviously, I mean, we are big on planning. It's okay to plan, but it's not okay to worry. It's very okay to plan, but it's not okay to worry. You should not worry about the future. You should plan for it, but don't worry about it. And particularly if something is inevitable, you should plan for it. It's only a fool that will not plan for something that is inevitable. You have an exam. The exam is inevitable. How do you plan for your exam? You study. You study. That is how you plan for your exam. You study. So, if you don't study, you, you, I mean, you're a fool because, I mean, I'm sorry, but because it's only a fool that will face a future that is inevitable or planned. If the future is inevitable, there's no need to swear about it. There's no need to worry. Just plan. Just plan. And trust God. And guess what? There's something that is setting from the time man has existed on earth that is setting, and that is death. Every human being will die, except raptured by Christ. Everybody. Are you prepared? Have you planned for it? If you've not planned for your death, you're a fool. Why would you live your life and live the surest thing about life, which is death, unprepared for? Get ready. A plan. Oh yes, you may not die, but live to declare the word of God. Even if you live to be 200 years, you will go one day. Prepare for it. Prepare for it. Why? Because you are not ready to live until you are ready to die. You are not even ready to live until you are ready to die. When you are ready to die, you have secured eternity in Christ Jesus. You've put your faith in the cross of Jesus. And him resurrected. You are free to live. You are free to live. Until then, you are not free to live. Yeah. Matthew 6, 34 says, give your entire attention. Now, we need to refocus on today. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Right now. 
and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. When the time comes, God will help you deal with it. So, pastor, how do I let God meet my needs? How do I let Jesus meet my needs? Number one, ask him to be your shepherd. I ask him to be my shepherd. Number two, I give him first place in every area of my life. Number three, I relax and give him my worries. Number four, I trust him for one day at a time. For one day at a time. People, if we can trust God for our salvation, why can't we trust God for everything else? If you can trust God for the biggest thing, your eternity, why can't you trust God for marriage? Why can't you go trust God for finances? Why can't you trust God for whatever need you have? He can carry you. He can. Yes, he can. So let it go. Trust him. Let it go. Make him your shepherd. Tell him every day that he's your shepherd. Give him first place in your life. Relax and give him your worries. And trust him one day at a time. And if you're here, you've not trusted God for your salvation. You haven't trusted him for your salvation. Today's your day. Today's your day. Yes, you. You need to trust him for your salvation. You need to give your life to Christ. You need to turn your life over to Jesus. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Remember, it's only a fool. It's only a fool that will not plan for an inevitable future. Everybody will face death. It's inevitable. You can sort it out today by putting your faith in Christ Jesus. You're saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to commit my life to Jesus. I'm going to pray with you. But at the count of three, I want you to put up your hand and put it down back. At the count of three, Pastor, pray with me. Once you hear three, put up that hand and put it down back. You may be alone. You may be with people. One, two, three. Put up that hand now and put it down back. Yes, you. God has seen you. I want to pray with you. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you. Why don't you cry to God wherever you are and, and, and release your heart to him. Tell him to be your Lord. Tell him to be your Savior. Tell him to be your Master. Tell him to be your Shepherd. I pray for everyone that is surrendering to you. I ask that you breathe upon them. Change their lives, Lord. Let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we pray for everyone that has said your word. Help us, help us, Lord, to let you meet our needs. Help us to cede the control to you. And let your name and your name alone be glorified. All and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.